from the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, I think the glo- I think the I, I, yeah, I think the WHO is right because they're now advertising global boiling, and we're doing that in Dripping Springs. It'll be 106 today. It's not really boiling. Boiling is 212. So, but they wouldn't lie to us. I wonder what's the problem. Oh, we'll check that out. If you'd like to be on the show this morning, call triple eight six six three. 6386, email patrick, com. You will meet Steve Space Busters Falconer in just a moment, one of our faves and one of our most popular guests. You guys love him. We put him on Facebook. We had all these little yays, yays. After I tell you about what's up, a little bit later on this morning, after we put Steve to bed, we're going to talk with Dave Stetzer, Stetzer Electric, who we the first time he was on our show maybe 10 years ago, and he talked about a lot of things, including white noise in your electricity. White noise is when you plug in an LED bulb and it goes 60.2 things, you know, and it, um, it puts white noise on your line. Did you know that? <laughs> yep. And um, he's got this thing where you can plug in these little filters and you can turn down the white noise. And uh, we're going to talk to him about it and why these LED bulbs are more than just stopping global boiling. And uh, so we'll talk to Dave Stetzer a little bit later on. Tomorrow, uh, Charles Sewell, a good friend of mine, and uh, he studies all kinds of things in the courts, in legal, in equity, and all this kind of fun stuff. And... It's called, the name of the show is How to Be Free in an Unfree World. He actually has some papers you can file to help you free, feel freer. And then also Fred Dashevsky and the real world of money. A fascinating thing is happening um, right now between the Treasury and, um, well, the Treasury owes, I don't know, we owe about $35 trillion, And the amount of debt, yearly debt, is edging towards one7 trillion dollars a year, just a debt. Now, as you know, if you listen around here, if a president would do what my president does in my screenplay, The Real World of Money, he would just print the notes in Treasury and there wouldn't be any debt. Oh, but they forgot to do that. Okay, here we are, a little bit after 10 o'clock. Call if you want to be on the show, 888-663-6386. Email patrick, oneradionetwork.com. Now to Denmark, Copenhagen, Steve Falconer. Steve is a musician. He's a father and a husband. He was a husband first and then a father. And he's a filmmaker and a video uh, uh, um, producer. He was a, a big uh, Im- impact on the whole end of COVID thing that's wrapping up today, by the way. Steve is also a virology and a cosmology truther. And um, Mr. Falconer, it is always a pleasure to have you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. No, I can't hear you. Well, that's because of I'm all those things, but I don't know how to unmute my Zoom. So well, now go. you do. So good morning, Steve. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, hola, Patrick. Hola. Que pasa? Texas. <laughs> que pasa? Texas. 
<laughs> and Steve is also the Don't author of the I'm book. Also, That's right. I'm also an author of the children's book, The Dukes of Dents, which people can get on all Amazons. So, uh, and I'm I'm not married anymore. So you're not. I am a father, oh, but not a husband. So we'll just say a father and let's cross out husband. Okay, soon to be husband as soon as she comes. <laughs> As soon as she knocks on your door. It's the dating game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. Always fun. Um, So I was wondering, we put this slide up, and I thought he'd be a good guy to ask. And here's the title of the show. What do the loonies in power have in store for us now? (laughs) (laughs) That's a that's great a, question. It's a great question. That's why I asked you here, because you probably have a good sense of this, do you? Yeah, well, you know, I, you were talking about your guests that are coming up uh, the next few days. Um, one of the reasons that the debt is so high is the U.S. has been in bankruptcy since 1933, the federal government corporation. So what they're doing when they keep raising the debt ceiling is they're just refinancing the bankruptcy that's all they're doing they don't care if it goes up to 500 trillion or six you know gazillion they don't care they're just refinancing the bankruptcy so that we don't all catch on to what's really going on (laughs) now historically i hate it when that happens i just hate it when that happens when we don't catch on with what's going on you know i just yeah (laughs) in in a way kind of it's good because uh, humanity is in a, a devolving state right now. A lot of people are waking up, but if you look at us as a whole, we're very infantile. We're a bunch of grown-up babies, and in a way, the government is terrible. They're, if you got rid of the government, they are responsible for 99% of the problems. However, the people are devolved to such a baby state as a whole this place would be screwed if we just collapsed it all tomorrow and you know it had nothing to fall back on mm. i think there needs to be a transition into the kind of world that people like ourselves who are waking up and are visionaries and see a better world and see solutions for that mm-hmm. um there's a way to get there that isn't you know going to be so harsh on everybody i i don't think people are ready to just crash the governments and turn it over <laughs> to complete anarchy I, I, you know i i i'm not an anarchist i don't lay i'm just a man but you know i like anarch the idea of anarchy but i don't think the world is ready for it the yeah. anarchy is not for babies it's for real grown-ups yeah, yeah. who take self-responsibility and, and you you i think your point is well taken for example i have uh, a friend of mine that was um just upset with the way their dripping spring school thing was doing with the whole COVID thing and mask. And so she said, I'm just going to run. And she just run and ran. I mean, she won, you know, she won. This gal, she had no, she just won because she was a conservative kind of thing. And I'm not going to let you mask your kids. And people loved it. And she put out signs and she won. But she tells me that it's the most loony. I mean, you talk about loony tunes. It's the most disorganized. You can't agree on anything. I mean, you, I mean, she said it's nuts that there's great, um, dollar forces from the UN in on these school boards, as you know, and they're, they're giving them money so they'll mask their kids. It's a mess. So to your point, if you just crashed everything, right, send them all to an island, which is what I'd like to do. You know, I'm a, I'm a kind of, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of a peaceful kind of guy. I don't want to kill them. Just send them on to an island. You guys just amuse yourself. I mean, um, I don't think, the, I don't think that we, the people would, would, would deal with it 
very well. I to your point. Yeah, because I mean, really, government are supposed to be public servants in theory, right? And you know, if they're in breach of trust, they're just supposed to keep the roads going, keep the schools open, right. you know, make sure you know, take care of the stuff. The cops, if you need some help. <laughs> these days you're better off not calling the cops but you know sometimes you need them fire departments so yeah. that's really what they're supposed to be doing in theory now really when you go back in history it was never set up that way it was governamente it was set up to control the minds of people so the elites could run off with all the cash like george carlin said you know yeah. we all work and pay for it all um so that's a pipe dream it's not going to happen but they do in my opinion they do that on purpose what your friend's talking about they have to keep even the politicians divided so they don't get anything done at the bigger levels because underneath all that mm. they have what's called common purpose in the uk common core in america mm -hmm. on local levels smaller government and school board levels they're bringing in this like you said the un agenda 21 and 2030 they're sliding this in while we're all watching Bozo the Clown on WGN, you know, <laughs> Trump and, you know, all these politicians. <laughs> and, you know, everyone knows you, you look at these politics, look at, look at this, whoever this Joe Biden really is. This guy is a bumbling idiot. You know, there's no way this guy's in charge of the United States of America. And then you can look at any politician in any country around the world and say, is this the best person we can find for this job? Like they got a red clown nose and big red shoes and you know every day they're doing something absurd and they're doing it absurd on purpose to keep us distracted while underneath they roll out this agenda 21 the smart grid the 5g towers are going up mm -hmm. you know while we're watching clown world there's some real serious stuff going on underneath that we're not paying attention to yeah. And they do that. It's all sleight of hand. It's all look over here while we're over here doing the, the real bad shit you should be paying attention to. Um, so what's going to come next is we know they are telling us food shortages. And it's not because there's no food. It's because they're doing it on purpose. They're burning down food plants and crashing trains and you know not letting uh, farmers have fertilizer and nitrogen shortage and all that. So you know that's coming. They're warning there's going to be a financial collapse, and we've seen how many banks go down in the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think we have this shemitah coming up too as well. So, what always happens if we look historically, there's a depression and there's a world war. <laughs> That's how they reboot. Um, so now you can see it if you're paying attention. You know, their Ukraine's getting their butt kicked. They're losing, I don't know, twenty thousand soldiers a day. Um, but now you can see Israel's been bombing Syria mm -hmm. and the U.S. is building forces up on the Syrian border and they're sending in rebels toward Iran now. So they're going, you know, it's it's deja vu. The, Iran and Syria, when was that? That was like 17 years ago, right? Deja vu. Remember that? The news was yep. Iran, Syria, Iran. So I have a feeling that's the hornet nest they're stirring up. I think that something's going to spark out of the Middle East. Uh, I do think we'll be looking at a world war within soon you know a couple years I, I i do think that's their plan yeah it appears that the u.n and, and the europe and then nato and and victoria newlands and the neocons in this country that it almost like they want an all-out war with putin right because they're not going to back down and you know putin's not going to back down what are they going to do you know what are they going to do yeah yeah i mean to me i uh, to me the whole thing's an illusion I don't think it's Putin against them. 
I mean, Klaus Schwab admitted on film that Putin was a member of the right. of the Young Global Leaders for the World Economic Forum. Yeah. Then they scrubbed his page, and people are saying, no, 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 no. That, they just put his name on there because he came to one meeting, and then they scrubbed it. Well, if that's true, why is Klaus Schwab sitting there in a chair like Dr. Evil saying, yes, we have uh, Vladimir Putin. You know, it's like, well, why is he saying that? So to me, they're yanking our chains. This is all planned out. It's all scripted. Those they're players too. Um, and I'm sure, you know, just like Trump, he had his oil and gas guys and all that. You know, when when the Republicans get in, they they make money off all the energy and stuff and, and the pharmaceutical. Trump was the head of Operation Warp Speed, the father of the vaccine, you know. Yeah. Then you get the Democrats in and they're the war, they're the warmongers. Which is crazy because if you go back to like Vietnam in the seventies, like the Democratic, the people, not the party, they were anti-war. Yeah, I was lived back then. I was in the streets, baby. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, you were there. So uh, all of a sudden, the Democrats who used to be anti-war, they're the warmongers, <laughs> and then all their money is in you know blowing places up and getting contracts. In fact, you know, my flatmate, he's a um, special forces Swedish military. Uh -huh. Uh, he was a special forces sniper as well and and a para paratrained um and he said like steve you wouldn't believe just the contract for the food or the shoelaces for the boots or you know mm -hmm. the toilets in the in the bogs and these the camps they build he said the amount of cash that's running through just stuff you wouldn't even think about yeah forget yeah. about the guns and the tanks and the helicopters yeah. he's saying just just the boots is a massive massive business you know and that's what they they like the war because a it depopulates mm -hmm. it gets they blow a lot of people up they don't like um because they're lunatics <laughs> <laughs> and b it's a massive gravy train and you can see with ukraine you know remember the big joke um we're we're gonna send uh, ukraine 12 tanks and oh we're gonna send them 20 tanks and you're like russia has twelve thousand tanks <laughs> you're gonna send 12 and shift the war <laughs> that'll get it that'll get them going boy you know i've seen you know, some of the numbers what they're really doing is they're giving them old shit that's out of date anyway so that we can now buy new stuff off of the, yeah. the contractors yeah, yeah. that's all they're doing is a whole a fire sale yeah i've seen numbers it, you know. with uh cheney halliburton you know they they, they blew up uh um, Iraq, what, 20, 20 years ago? And then they rebuilt it through Halliburton. That's what they do. So I don't know who's going to be the rebuilder of Ukraine, but I'm sure there's some peeps in there that, you know, from high places that are going to rebuild the whole place. And Yeah, just like they did with Iraq, right? Like right? the Carlisle group with Bush and, yeah. Yeah, and, the, and the Bin Ladens were on that one. The Bush and the Bin Laden family were on the Carlisle group together to rebuild Iraq after they blew it up. When the guy they pinned it on was not even supposed to be from Iraq, right. and we, yeah, Carlisle <laughs> and Halliburton are one and the same. You know, I mentioned Cheney and Halliburton. He used to be on the board of directors of Halliburton, and he he was driving the whole bus to go into Iraq. You know, George didn't even know what was going on. It was Cheney. I don't know if you ever seen the movie uh, Veep, uh, Vice President or Vice. It's really a good movie, really good film. Oh, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. give me some good ones. Vice yeah, and Loop, one. right? Yeah. So that's Vice, the other one. Yeah, oh, I Loop? haven't seen that. Vice um, and Loop. But it? yeah, so they will definitely have that going on. You know, Ukraine, they've been laundering money through there for a long time. They've been laundering weapons and cash and money uh -huh. and um, uh, cryptocurrency servers and things are there as well, too. So, yeah, somebody's going to have to rebuild that place. 
they're going to blow it to hell. And then, you, you know, clear Ukraine doesn't have a chance. Now, it doesn't help when BBC and Fox News and CNN are lying constantly, telling everyone, <laughs> oh, no, there's a turnaround coming. You know, UK column just showed footage the Russians released of them using a drone to just drop bombs on tanks and blow up Ukrainian tanks like the Russians just showed you they can just take them out at will. One drone just ooh, bam, bam, bam. See you later. Really? It's that bad. So huh? they, they don't. They, they really they got don't it, have huh? a chance. Yeah. Like they should have. They should have immediately surrendered to his terms, given him the Donbass area, you know, in the east, and get, get handed over the neo Nazis. We know they were there. Even the BBC reporting on the, the neo Nazis <laughs> ten years ago. You know, so really, they don't want peace because no. I mean, it's a slaughter right now. Ukraine has lost. Nobody knows the count, but it could be in the upwards of hundreds of thousands of, of men. Is that right? Wow. I had no idea yeah. it, was that, it was that much. Yeah. And people, yeah, if you watch UK Column, they're very tight on it. And they've got journalists on the ground in Ukraine. They also have Russian analysts. So they got, they've got they got sources there, not BBC, CNN. Um, now, also, it just come out, the, the captured soldiers, we were off air, we were talking about how Zelensky's constantly on film doing cocaine and turn around doing lectures, but it just came out, the, the captured Ukrainian soldiers, the POWs now, they're saying that they were all drugged, that they've been passing them out cocaine and marijuana and barbiturates right? and stuff to the front line so that they won't fear death because even the mercenaries have been leaving because there's piles of bodies on the front line wow. of Ukrainian soldiers. Hmm. And even the mercenaries don't want to fight. They're turning around. So they, they, it's now admitted that they're they're drugging them. And, you know, where are they getting the cocaine from? I don't know. Ask Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. That's kind of, he's got a source. What, what's the name of that source, Steve? The UK, uh, people might want to find it, uh, that you use, uh, the Ukrainian source. Oh, UK Column U News. So Col UK and then Column, C-O-L-U-M-N. Um, news. I think it's dot dot uk. Uh, might be dot uk, but I'm not sure. Okay. But just look up UK column news. Um, they're really, really good. They've been on top of this, and they've got all the inside contacts. They have journalists, boots on the ground there. They have massive connections. One of the hosts is Patrick Henningsen from 21st Century Wire. Um, he's got a lot of inside connections. They've got Alec Thompson from a. He's a former MI6. I think he still is actually, but you know, so he he's like secrets he's in the secret uk government pretty much so they've they've got a, a lot of good connections and uh, a lot of people watch them worldwide so they you know they're getting they're getting closer to the real news as you can now of course there's always propaganda coming from every side that's the problem it's really hard to know exactly what's going on there yeah. But I can tell you that Russia is kicking their ass and will continue to do so. Fascinating. Uh, our phone number, 888-663-6386. Here uh, is an email for Steve Falconer. He said, I don't really think, I think he's saying that the U.S. has been in debt m earlier, from what I've heard or researched on Patrick's show, really, from what I have read, is I believe... Um, since uh, 1787 is when we first went into bankruptcy. Wow. The ink on the Constitution wasn't even dry in 1787. That, that is exactly correct. Really, they went bankrupt there, right? Right after they, the Civil War. Seven, well, actually, eight, yeah, 1887, 1887, I think, officially. 
But what happened in June 5th of 1933 was the official bankruptcy with Roosevelt, and then they signed that HJR 192. So that's when the, the official bankruptcy was settled. And the U.S. government is a corporation. They owned, they owed it to the private bankers. Mm-hmm. And so they gave all the citizens up as collateral, but you can't give a human being up as collateral. So that's when the United States brought in those all capital letter names, the straw mans, yes. you call them, right. and didn't tell us we're the creditor to, to the government. So they, they promised the labor of the fictional name that they gave every person as the bankruptcy payoff for future to so that's again it's a bankruptcy solvency so they know you're never going to pay the debt they don't want you to pay the debt they want your labor to keep bringing in money all the time right so they don't care if it's 30 trillion or 10 gazillion they just care it so much that we'll never actually pay off the debt they want to stay in bankruptcy so they keep us slaving away to pay them to pay the bankers back (laughs) we'll talk with charlie uh, sewell tomorrow he's got the whole creditor thing down pat and some ideas with that and then also in 33 i'm gonna watch that yeah yeah, that sounds good good. he's good uh as you know then in 33 they made gold holding gold illegal they called in all the gold i think they gave them 15 bucks an uh, an ounce and then a week later they changed it to 35 dollars an ounce a nice way to make a living right and the silver, yeah. And that was the problem was once they took away any real currency, there's no actual real way to pay them back because there's no money anymore, yeah. as you know. It's yeah. it's just an IOU. So if I do some work for you, Patrick, and then I you know, you owe me a hundred dollars, if you pay me a hundred dollars, I now owe someone two hundred dollars. Cause not only did you not give me any money, you gave me another debt to a hundred dollar IOU. So you've just made me two hundred in the hole, thinking you paid me. And now I'm gonna pass that on to some other poor person and make them four hundred in the hole. <laughs> so. What a la la land, baby. La la land. Whoa. I mean, yeah. we don't think of money that way, but that's you can't pay a debt back if there's nothing to pay it back with because you took out away the gold. Yeah. And that's why they made that HR 193 because mm-hmm. there were some senators and congressmen who said, hang on a second, you can't pledge a person. It's against the Constitution. You can't pledge a human being as collateral for a bankruptcy. And they were like, right. So that's when they offered the remedy about the creditor, which your guy tomorrow is going to talk about, where you are actually the creditor. That's when we created uh, Patrick J. Timponi, all caps, called the straw man, which is really a name they've given us. And we've acquiesced to it because we didn't know. We've been signing, you know, signing papers like that for a long time, right? Social Security. Right. Yeah. And every time that Patrick gets a paycheck or a parking ticket fine or a fee or a court fee or whatever, or pays his taxes. Well, you, Patrick, the man didn't pay your taxes and you didn't pay the the fine that fictional corporation did. And that's what's paying back the bankruptcy for the federal government to the bankers. When, as your guy will probably talk about tomorrow, there's a way the human being who's not the all caps can become the creditor and discharge the debt for value discharge which is different from paying it off right discharging it is different from paying off the debt correct that's correct yeah Yeah, you need to offset the books but we never do that because we're never taught how to do that basically what we're doing remember like showing our age remember checkbooks (laughs) checkbooks oh i remember i still got got one i still got one 
Right. You got one. Okay. I haven't seen one in years, but what our money is, is imagine that you had a checkbook mm-hmm. and you just wrote an amount on it, but you never signed the check or turned it over and endorsed it to anybody. You just had a blank check with the amount paid to this guy. And then you never sign it or endorse it and give it to him. Well, it's, that's worthless. It's a piece of paper. And that's what our money is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you hold up a hundred, I don't care if you have a hundred dollar bill, it's a piece of paper with, and it's that says I owe somebody a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So how, you can't pay someone back. You you have to discharge the credit. <laughs> you know that's the difference. You yeah. know this looks like a lot of Danish money if you've never seen Danish kroners. Oh, they look cute. But I like them. Yeah. There's there's a two hundred one. Got some cool esoteric stuff on there as well. How are people kroners, might be interested to are see one? Kroners uh, tied in with the dollar at all? Or do they have? This, this is our own currency. The okay. cool thing about Denmark is when we joined the EU, we're one of the few countries that kept our own currency still. Oh, cool. We didn't go to the euro. Ah, yeah. uh, us in the UK didn't do it. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, but still, we have the same problem. This is an IOU as well. Yeah. It's not money either. We Our treasury is just as BS as yours. <laughs> it's the Federal Reserve. Sure. <laughs> we have the Bank of Denmark, which is the same scam. Every country has a scam going on. Every single one. There's not a one. It probably, maybe, maybe in the Middle East there might be some that don't. I would, I would guess Syria, Iran, all the places they want to bomb, probably don't have this system in place. Well, isn't that one of the reasons why they they put it uh, uh, Saddam Hussein? Because he was talking about doing a gold-backed dinar uh, 20, 25 years ago. Having, That's uh, right. Yeah. And he was going to get out of the petrodollar. Remember, right. he, yeah. he was the first guy, for people who don't know what the petrodollar scam was, the U.S. corporations would help you find oil. And, you know, because you're a dirt poor Middle East country, you can't dig for oil. You don't have refineries. You don't have the cash to set it up and get it. So they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll do it for you. We'll get, we'll, we'll get the oil out of the ground. But anyone you sell it to, you have to sell in U.S. dollars. You can't sell in any other currency. And then they put those dollars, and you have to bank with the Federal Reserve Bank in America. So the Federal Reserve loans you the money to build all the stuff. You sell the oil and put it right back in their bank. (laughs) Brilliant. Brilliant. Priceless. And Saddam Hussein said, screw that. I'm going to start selling this stuff, you know, in rubles and yuan and uh, euros and that. And they were like, oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not. And they blew him up. And then uh, Muammar Gaddafi did the same thing. Yes. He was going to make an African gold-based currency. Uh, and sure enough. <laughs> they offed him, didn't they? We came, we saw, yeah. he died. Oh, God, <laughs> Hillary Clinton. I know, I've seen that. Laughing about murder, you know. Video, like, you like, speaking of lunatics, God, yeah. laughing about murdering a guy, man. Jesus. You know what's fascinating about the, the, the euro dollar, um, or the, I'm sorry, the petrodollar, it's all falling apart now. Everybody's just selling their oil for whatever they want. It's interesting. Yeah. It, that's just gone. You know? Well, that's an another thing that's going on so there's these sanctions from ukraine war right? right we can't get russia's gas now and we you know we're not allowed to do that well as it turns out they're just selling it to people like india and pakistan and these other countries and they're selling it back to us at inflated prices so we're still getting russian gas and oil we're just buying it off someone they sold it to who sold it back to us instead of direct for for you know more money so it's like this is a scam this whole thing is a massive scam and that's why I maintain that Putin is just, he's part yeah. of it. Yeah. 
you know, have to now, be, right? of course, I'm not I'm not saying that people like Putin don't have a vested interest in the preservation of their own people. He is a Russian. He likes the Russian people. So I'm not saying that he doesn't care about his people. He might be saying, yeah, I'll play along with this game that we're supposed to play, but I want my end of the deal to be sweeter for my people. You know what I'm sure. saying? It feels a, a like A lot that. of people yeah. get that wrong when you say, well, they're, they're not all dirtbags. I'm not saying he's a total dirtbag. <laughs> to the Russian people, he might have some redeeming qualities and care about them. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I'm saying overall, he's involved in the dirtbag game. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> He'd be a dirtbag. Uh, our phone number, 888-663-6386. Email Patrick. OneRadioNetwork.com. Um, before I forget here, how would the, how was the whole end of COVID thing? You were a part of that. It's just wrapping up today. How did it all play out? Did uh, you were all pleased with the with the response to it? That was really amazing, and we we got a lot of response. I I don't even know how many people ended up signing up for the the free view. You know, it was free to watch the whole thing last month. Right. Uh, the last I had talked to Alec halfway through, there was already I think eight hundred thousand signed up or something like that. People, which is pretty big, and I there was I'm sure more as it went. But yeah, it was ninety three sessions, most of anywhere from an hour to two hours, covering anything you could ever need to know about anything. I did the opening with. Um, Patrick Henningsen and Dr. Mark Bailey on the setup, how they set up the fake pandemic, what, how they've scammed the numbers and all that. Uh, then I did one on the history of virology with um, Dr. Mark Bailey and a guy. Have you ever had Mike Stone on? Oh, a lot. Yeah, four or five times. I yeah. love him. He's great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's so he's awesome. So Mark and Mike and I did the real history of virology, which was a good one because it, it, we went back to Democritus, like you know, BC, several hundred BC. And showed how this progressed so you can see, okay, oh, is this why they believe that? You know, how mm -hmm. did, because people are saying, how could they all be wrong? <laughs> so we showed you how it progressed and where the fallacies come in and mistakes. Then I did one with uh, Jakob Diaz and Don Lester on ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Mm -hmm. And then my favorite at the end, I did one with um, Don Lester, uh, Dr. Bear Lando, and Dr. Amanda Volmer on esoteric biochemistry and oh, the cells, yeah. tissue salts. So I didn't see that, that one. That was really yeah, good. That's a good one. Yeah. That was we we went way out there though. <laughs> well, with those two, you know, you just gotta have a lifeline before they'll take you out there in La La Land because they're great. Well, they put us last because yeah, you needed to see ninety modules before you'd even understand what the hell we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I talk to Bear and I go, I get we get in places I have no idea where we are. I don't know what plane of reality we're talking. He's a trip, and he, he he's so fun. You know, I just love him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so now the free run is done, but I think it's like um, seventy bucks, 70, seventy bucks, or seventy-seven bucks, or something like seventy bucks, and you can get you can get it for like lifetime. Uh, I think there's even like a you can if you can't afford that, they'll work a deal, and you yeah. can even pay less, I think. And then there's another one. So I do recommend. Um, there's a lot of sessions and a lot of information, you know, especially stuff on holographic blood and what's really in the shots, how to detox the shots. Those were some really popular ones. There's um, two of them on this, the special detox needed to get this stuff out of you huh. because it's not, it's not your normal stuff in you, you know, so there's special protocols. Uh, I know a lot of people have been asking me about that. Yeah. So I said, well, that's that's the session for you because I don't know. I they took some special doctors to work this one out. You know? I've been um, hearing. This. So I do recommend people go back and and get this if you didn't see it. It is like 
in my opinion, some of the most important information on the planet. And knowledge is power, and this thing will empower you if you yeah. watch this. You bet, baby. And for 75 bucks, I mean, what a, what a deal, you know, to get that kind of information. It's like a PhD in virology, right? Just, whew. Absolutely. And there's also a natural law seminar that runs parallel with it, too. So every module has a little basic thing on natural law and understanding ah. your own power and all that. Uh, they don't go super deep. It's more of a general overview of it. But um, so you've got that as well. So it's got self-empowerment, knowledge empowerment. And yeah, you won't you're not going to have your 12 year old kid dying of a heart attack on a soccer pitch with myocarditis because you don't need to do that. There's no need to stick something in your child that to protect them from the boogeyman that doesn't exist. And so this is powerful. You don't need to die from chemotherapy and, uh, you know, iatrogenic death is usually the second leading cause or third in every country, which means a doctor killed you doing exactly what their medical books told them to do and prescribing exactly what they should have, not malpractice or malfeasance, but they did it what I'm supposed to do. And when you count things like cancer and chemotherapy and all that, when you start adding some of the other deaths, they're number one. Yeah. They, that doesn't get counted in regular iatrogenic death. They're just talking about them killing you flat out. Um, so this empowers you to say, hey, take back your own health into your own hands what is the body really and how does it really work and what is illness and what you know um so you don't need to sit and watch all your family members sick and dying and going bankrupt with medical bills and all that crap you, you don't need any of that you know well said well said and so they, how much more powerful information could you get than that get, yeah 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 we talk a lot about that steve and it's so keyed into what we think and believe there's just no doubt about it no doubt about it no yeah Oh, and belief as well. Yeah. I mean, just the power of their, they go into a lot of placebo and nocebo as well. The power of the mind and how that can create illness and, and it can, you know, it created a lot of, there, there was no COVID, but it created a lot of the symptoms. Like, Oh, I lost my sense of taste and smell. Well, the, the, the news can tell you that's going to happen and you, you will lose it. You will lose it. Well, yeah. anything, yeah, whether anything's yeah. wrong with you or not, yeah. you can make yourself do that because you believe you're going to. Yeah. And, and it's cold season, right? Sick. It's cold and flu season, so get your shots and do get your get your Tylenol or whatever, man, and boom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know when it's all crazy, really, it's like saying, "Oh my God, the it's fall and the look at that, the the leaves on that tree turned red and then they turned brown and fell off, and then the tree next to it, oh my God, that turned red too and fell off, and then the one next to that mutated and it turned orange and then brown and then fell." Off. It's a virus. It's contagious. The trees are all contagious. You know, that's as ridiculous as is our medical system and, and flu and, and colds and flu. It's that ridiculous. Yeah. It's not what's going on. It's cycles and seasons and healing and detoxing. That's it. That's it. Plain and simple. That's it. We, um, you know, we're very interested in animals, too. And we're going to do a nonprofit organization soon called Animals or Souls, too. Not a great name. Animals or Souls, too just to teach people that these are souls. They're not these little dogs that don't have feelings or, you know, they, they've incarnated here just like everybody else. And um, But the whole whole thing, Steve, and ladies and gentlemen, is running the same thing with, with the veterinarians. All these shots are all unnecessary. Rabies, talk to Colin about rabies, and he'll, he'll kill your hair, baby, with the, with the whole rabies story. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's amazing. It's just a, it's the same scam with the four-legged ones. Same scam. 
Yeah, in fact, yeah, I, do, I do remember seeing you and Mike Stone talking about rabies. We debunked that, too, as well in the history of virology. We debunked rabies as well. So, yeah, all these shots, they're doing it to your pets. They're doing it to your children. Now they just put COVID on the vaccine schedule. I saw that, yeah. You know, for the kids. Well, you're like, how did you put a thing that says on the WHO, CDC website, and the Pfizer's own documents, they say this thing causes myocarditis and pericarditis, Kawasaki disease, which is a rare heart attack disease in children we never heard of until vaccines came out. You're like, I want I wonder what that could be from, you know? So how can you have a product that says it kills kids with heart attacks and then put it on a vaccine schedule? How, how can this happen? This is insanity and it has to stop. It has to stop. And I wonder how accurate the numbers are of the um, myocarditis across the globe. Have you seen some of those numbers, like a million people, something like that? Well, this is the thing. So one of the things that got covered in the end of COVID um, was the guy who does open VARES. He goes into VARES every week and does all the reports. Now, the problem is he found out a lot of what they're doing is they're not updating the VARES. They're filing the report a year later. So the stats that are coming out are from a year ago, even though they're saying it happened in the last three weeks. So we have no idea what the numbers are. We also know VARES aren't reported. Only Usually only like uh, 10% is the estimate. 1% is what the Harvard Umbrella Group came mm-hmm. up with. But let's, let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say 10. So that means, you know, if myocarditis is the last I looked, I think it was around 35 or 40,000 U.S. cases. Well, that could at least be 400,000. It could be 4 million because 1% is what Harvard said. And as this guy goes through, they're scamming and tricking or they'll say, oh, well, we put it under this stat instead of that stat or they won't change the death. So the person, uh, the family will file a VAERS report, an adverse reaction. Um, Maybe, you know, they had a blood clot or something like that. Well, later that person dies, but VAERS won't upgrade. They won't upgrade the status to a death. They just leave it as a blood clot. See, and the families have to call and bug them. And then they came out with a text system where people can they get a text and then they text in to update the VARES condition thinking that the text will update the VARES but it doesn't it just gives them the information you have to actually physically call and write in and refile another thing so they have a lot of scams going on which shows you they are complicit in this because they have taken great care to fudge these numbers and you know germ my friend jeremy nell of germ warfare i don't know if you ever listened to his show on tnt but um, he had the journalist uh, Danny Rancor on Dennis D E N I S, but it's Danny from and <laughs> Canadian French. Um, their group they studied five countries, and he's got the world death rates at a conservative estimate of thirteen million right now from this really? shot. Thirteen million, wow! And that's conservative, and that's that's based on five detailed studies of five countries they did, and then taking the populace averages, you know, in other countries. Now, how he knows that. One of the things they did, they messed up. Normally, the detox cycles, most cold and flus happen in the fall or in the early spring. Mm-hmm. They don't usually happen in the summer when there's hot weather, and they don't normally happen in hot countries at all. It's more of a northern phenomenon, usually. So what they messed up was they released the jabs and the boosters in the summertime. 
So it was very easy for them to go in and look at the all-cause mortality of every country in the summertime where there's never spikes. You know, if you look at the all-cause mortality, meaning you don't care how you died, you fell out of bed, your wife beat you in the head with a club or <laughs> you took a vaccine. <laughs> They just know, okay, here's every year there's a whoop, there's a spike here, you know, in fall, and then it goes to winter and then spring, and then it's a flat line kind of with a little few bumps. Well, they released the vaccines right in the middle of the flat lines. Wow. And in every country, all of a sudden, bam, massive spike right after the vaccine, day, day, two days, three days, then right after the booster and the booster. So they caught them. They went and got the detailed records of all-cause mortality and said and correlated them with the dates exactly they were released in these countries and showed they they came up with 13 million approximately almost one percent or, or you know in some countries and 0.5 percent of everyone who got jabbed so you're talking to that's quite a lot you yeah. know anywhere from one in a hundred to one in a thousand people who took it they're dead according to their estimates it's fascinating then the fda could actually come out what this last week and said we're going to put this baby on the on the schedule once a year, right? It's amazing it could go on. Crazy. With these, I, I mean, it's like it's like what kind of Madonna world are we living in, material world or whatever. I don't know. I have no idea. It's crazy. Just crazy. Well, as you said, you know, as the show's called, what are the lunatics up to? Well, that, <laughs> that's, that's what, they're what up the to. lunatics are up to. And again, in the end, this is all depopulation. That's what this comes down to. Now there is some tracking technology that's covering the end of COVID. There are people who are registering Bluetooth with the hydrogel and stuff like they have Mac addresses and there I've seen the guys have you seen the guys on Finland and down in uh, I think mm. Mexico there they go to the graves and they they bring a what do you call those Faraday cages you know those electric shielding yeah. cages so they turn on the Bluetooth finder on the phone they go in at night and they find the new graves from the last two years and then they set the phone down over the grave and put the faraday cage over so no bluetooth could be coming in from an external source and it's picking up the bluetooth from the corpse it's picking up a mac address from the corpses in what? the cemetery a mac what do you mean a mac yeah. address? what do you mean i don't understand what is you have you know when you turn on your bluetooth right. and you're looking for a device patrick's computer right. patrick's car patrick's stereo the the injections are giving you a bluetooth mac address that can be tracked and they are finding them in cemeteries and they're using faraday cages to, to block, shield it to, to show it, this yeah. ain't my phone you know <laughs> yeah like, wow yeah so what's the long and i covered that uh, i did a film called nano man quite a quite a few a uh, couple years ago nano man. showing this you know they were doing tests in france and people are walking into restaurants they come up to a hotel, there's no one around, they walk in, the Bluetooth, -do 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 -do, we kick off, and it's all the people sitting around, you know, you're like, what the hell, what is this, you know? Why, so, why do you uh, think, yeah. um, you know, there's been a story out there that they did a lot of uh, uh, injections, Steve, with nothing in there. Um, do you think that's true? And that would be an idea where not too many people in one spot would fall over and um, kind of? Yeah, there are. There are reports and studies that show one third would have been what they're calling placebo, meaning okay. the saline solution. Now we say we covered this in the end of COVID too. Saline has graphene in it. They've been putting graphene in saline forever. It's it's been in everything: medical products, makeup, shampoo, hair products, all kind of drugs. So graphene itself is carbon. It's not that dangerous for you. It's not dangerous at all because we're carbon. Yeah, we're what carbon. is dangerous is when they put the glues, these polyethylglycoline or whatever they call it, you know, PEGs, and then they put these poisonous glues, and then they put the nanoparticles to glue it to the graphene to glue that to your tissue. 
that's what's dangerous when those go wrong you start getting these toxic reactions Morgellons disease and things like that um so yeah I don't think all the shots have the hydrogel and all the other stuff in them. They, they all have graphene because it's in the saline. That's why they didn't have to list graphene in the patents, when, in the ingredient list, because they listed saline. And when you go to the saline ah. patent, hmm. the graphene's in the saline nice. patent, so they don't need to relist that. Tricky. So that's clever, yeah. But anyway, yeah, so even the one-third that might be placebo and I, I i would not disagree with that and i can't agree with that i don't know but that's what i've heard going that's a story on the street mm-hmm. um i would still suspect there's still tracking technology even in the placebos but you're right you can't just kill everyone like if everyone heard stories immediately that <laughs> you know 13 million people were dropping dead right after the first jab there's no way in hell they would get it, you know, the rest of them, India. And as Denny Rancourt found out, they found out actually the most deadly shot they found in their studies was the, the first and second booster, not even the, the first shot. Wow. They found that those were the two biggest death spikes they found in all-cause mortality came after the boosters. And that could go a long way with what people like Tracy Northern and myself have talked about in our films and writings. Now you're talking about anaphylaxis. So there was a guy called Charles Roche in 1913. He won a Nobel Prize for his study on anaphylactic shock, anaphylaxis. What happens with anaphylaxis is if you get introduced to a protein, a foreign protein, an antigen just means a protein or a poison that shouldn't be in you. You know, there's Mm -hmm. Patrick and there's not Patrick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And if you, you inject someone with not Patrick, the body will have a reaction but you won't get sick or allergies or die or anything like that but if you wait three weeks if you inject that same poison or or protein within two and a half to three weeks nothing will happen to you if you wait three weeks then the body can form an anaphylactic reaction and that same little that same protein can kill you that's when you get your epipen when you have anaphylactic shock so as we remember in england in the uk you were supposed to get your first booster within two weeks of the shot of the first shot they moved it to three weeks they moved it so that you would get anaphylaxis then for the first time at injection centers they said they had to have an epipen on site at all times everyone given a jab had to have an epipen which is what you give to stop an anaphylactic reaction we all know this like if someone has a peanut allergy because they were injected with peanut oil with a childhood vaccine you can't even open a bag of peanuts on an airplane five rows away you'll kill that person that's how much particles are there yeah. so imagine getting some injected Rache found out it didn't matter how much of the, the protein it was it just a micro amount and you will be allergic for life now you also most people forgot this at that time don't you remember there was a scandal where the guy who was in charge of epipens the ceo bumped the price up totally ridiculous Yes, I remember. Do you remember that? I, I do. think it was like seventeen thousand dollars. I do. He did that right as these jabs got rolled out when they knew that they were going to be using epipens because they knew all these anaphylactic shocks were coming, and those are listed on VARES. You can go to Open VARES and see all the anaphylactic cases times those by seventeen grand. Somebody made billions of dollars, right? And I think it was Joe Biden's buddy. It might have been actually. I'm not <laughs> sure who the guy was, but so when you start looking at this you go okay these bastards knew 
otherwise they would have given you. They also, if you remember in the death stats, they counted you as unvaccinated for two weeks. Remember, it, so anyone who died even within the two weeks, you weren't vaccinated. So they're like, oh, all the unvaxxed are dying of COVID. You're like, they're not unvaxxed. You jabbed them. They're just in the two-week waiting period, and they died right away, so you're not counting them. <laughs> so they can say there's unvaxxed, you know. They were running a lot of scams like this. There's never been a time in history when forces trying to kill so many people were like this, was it? I mean, this is new stuff, isn't it? I mean, they've always tried to get us, haven't they, Steve? In a way, they, whoever they are. But this is Well, Mao did it. You know, Chairman Mao, he did the 15-minute cities. He took away your pots and pans so you had to eat in the commune. He put your kids in. So the, the, what the, the model they're doing is exactly what chairman Mao did it's just a digital version of it is all that they've just upgraded the system a digital Mao. so yeah well, i mean he killed what 60 million or they don't even know but i think it's 60 million um now there were, brzezinski did a talk i think it was in the 90s or something Brzezinski. it was uh at the um not the world economic uh what do you call them the council of foreign relations cfr, CFR. he did a cfr talk he said uh, and Max Egan just showed this in one of his latest videos. He showed the talk. He said it, it used to be easier to control, you know, 5 million people than kill them. He said, we're now reaching the stage where it's easier to kill them than control them. Brzezinski came out and said it. So I think that's what they're doing. You know, Bill Gates said it in his TED Talk. He said, we need to get you down to zero. And if we do a good job with vaccines and reproductive health care, which means sterilization, we could lower that the population by maybe 10 to 15 percent you go okay well let's see 8 billion 10 percent of that is 800 million you know 800 million and you know so you're like okay is that what they're doing sure looks is that like what it, they're yeah. after you know yeah it looks like it. it looks like it he said it see i mean i didn't say it he said it at a ted talk and everyone's laughing in the audience uncomfortably like <laughs> you know you're like why aren't you guys why aren't you guys killing that guy? <laughs> he just said he wants to murder you, and you're laughing in the audience? I would have been throwing shit at him, man. I would have <laughs> been throwing tomatoes or beer cans or whatever they had there. <laughs> I think this uh, I think this uh, recent ban on incandescent bulbs is part of this, and we're going to talk to an expert on that. And these things actually, um, they've done work with um, in Canada that we used to talk to a lady, Magda Havis. I don't know if you've heard of her. They've researched and they've proven that the white noise in your home and the wires, which is what LED bulbs put in, actually affects the blood sugar and affects all kinds of things in the body. It's crazy. So they're coming at us any way they can. Vision, yeah. yeah. Any way they can. I can't remember the name of the metal in it. Um, it's <laughs> the real light bulbs. The filament is... I can't, uh, Boron? The name is escaping me. Oh. There's a there's a metal they use for light bulb filaments, real ones, not LED. Uh -huh. And you can go on YouTube. It, you can buy this stuff on Amazon. You can get. You need a thick one because the thin ones explode right away. They burn out. So you need a very thick thing. But you can just take your two wires from your lamp, hook them up to two uh, alligator clips with this the filament in the middle, and put a mason jar over it, and you've got a light bulb, oh. an old an old school light bulb. You make your old school. Yeah. So you can yeah um and I, it's just I, i'm having a brain fart right now I, right. I can't remember the name of the metal you use for filaments but you can google that 
Um, so people can actually make their own light bulbs if they want to. The old school ones, you don't have to have this LED. It's just you can't. Like here in Europe and Denmark, I can't buy a regular light bulb anywhere can't anymore. Get can't get it. Yeah. Can you? Uh, barely. No, they've been slowly leaving Home Depot for the last year. You know, kept, now there's zero after I think today is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now there's, now there's but you can make them. It's not hard. It's just two wires with an alligator clip, and you need a thick enough piece of this metal so that it doesn't burn out. Yeah. And then you've got to make sure you've got to airtight. Once you put your jar around it, you've got to airtight it. Yeah. But, yeah, you can make a light bulb. And there's some, uh, there's evidence that the, the blue light in the LED at night uh, kicks your melatonin down, too. So it makes uh, insomnia more easy to get. I think a lot of people are having insomnia issues these days. You know, I, I actually, I've always been a night person anyway, I'm a, because I work nights, you know, as a, as uh -huh. a singer and stuff. So I'm always been a night guy anyway, but I, I've even had insomnia, you know, I've, I've been having certain bouts of insomnia where I really need to take a hot shower and sometimes count backwards from a hundred. Yeah. You know, I, I have to do tricks sometimes to get to sleep because I can't. Yeah. And I think it's what you're saying. I think it's all the shit around us, all the lights and the EMF and, you know, I th I think it's that. Yeah. There's blue lights out of computers too, right? Come out there and screw up the melatonin computers. Yeah, my publisher, uh, Felix, was telling me um, you can get these, like, glasses that yeah. block it out. or I'm not sure if they block it or enhance it. Do you have some? I do. Let me see. And they're just clear, and it just blocks out the blue light. Right, okay. <laughs> Makes a nice purple ring around. Yes, I, I would like, where'd you get those from? I, just I, just, online. I need to buy yeah. some of those. Yeah, and they're just clear. They're kind of nice, and you could wear them. Are those like, uh, you remember in the 80s when they had that brand Blue Blockers? No, I don't. Do you remember that? Don't you remember their glasses brand? Blue Blockers. They were really dodgy 80s looking, uh, like oh, Don Johnson glasses. But I wonder if those were blue light blockers or that was just the name of the glasses. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I need to get some, some of those too because I'm, you know, I'm making films. I'm in front of a computer a lot All of times, the time. yeah. and I do. I also feel like you know, you you do feel a little like hyper agitated after too long. Yeah, yeah. I know in the studio yeah. here, I've got a lot of these filters, and um, you can really lower. This thing is pretty cool, Steve. This is called a Gram Stetzer meter. And the fellow we're going to have on Stetzer after you go to sleep, he invented this with a fellow Graham, Southern California. And it's just a number, and it measures the white noise in your home. So you can just plug this pu puppy in, and it tells you the number. And you want to get this number as low as you can. Stetzer says it wants to be at least 40 or below. But I plugged mine in this morning up here. It was like 250. I hadn't messed with these things for a while. So I put in a couple of uh, these filters. They cost like 20 bucks. And I got it down to 40, just with two of these things in my okay. studio. Yeah. So, you know. How do they do, how do, they do that? <laughs> it's just a capacitor. It's just a capacitor. And it, it somehow uh, neutralizes the white noise, what they call white noise. In a, in right, okay. It's similar to what the audiophiles do with certain, uh, you know, if you have a... Um, equipment that's real pure and stuff like that they get all the noise off, off of the line yeah like a noise gate yeah like a noise gate <laughs> yeah. or a, yeah not a compressor but a gate to silence all the background noise absolutely yeah cool. so well that's that's a good product that's interesting yeah it's at stetzerelectric.com and you can order a few of these and plug them in your home and just see if you feel better you know they're 
Yeah. 